good to see all y'all here this morning. Hope uh, people out there in Facebook land are uh, having a good morning. Hope you really enjoy this service. Well, uh, we have a young man that's going to be preaching this morning. Uh, his name is Benny Blake. Good Lord, he's only 21 years old. He's a uh, he's he's such a he he's he's such a dynamic preacher.
when you do, it's going to be worse. And guess what? When I did, it was worse. <laughs> and many of us, listen, and many of us would acknowledge that we cannot run from the law and we cannot hide from our own conscience, yet we will think nothing. Listen, we will think nothing about trying to hide, to run, to steal, to trick, to lie, to betray, to deny, and to avoid God. Now, if you look on your syllabus, those little things are each one of my points. You can't hide. You can't run. You can't steal. You can't trick. You can't lie. You can't betray. You can't deny. And you can't ever avoid facing God. You're going to have to do it one way or the other. Yeah, but if we cannot run from the law, and many, listen, and many of our worst sins are known by our parents, and many of our worst sins are known by our, ne- our neighbors when we grew up. They say, I know what you did when you were young. And Satan said, all the time, keep trying to tell us, you know, about your past. He said, you're too, you're too mean, and you're too wicked to be saved. And you're never too wicked, and you're never too mean to be saved, and there's, ne- there's never a sin that God will not forgive. Always remember that. Remember that up here on Facebook. God will forgive you. You cannot hide from God. And our first point is Proverbs 28, verse 13. He said, He who covers his sin will not prosper. But whoever confesses and whoever forsakes them will, and the word there, will have, will receive mercy. You're going to receive it. Listen, no sinner expects to get caught in their sin. There has been there has been times in my life and times in your life that you really thought that you could get away with something that you did, but guess what? You didn't, did you? Eventually, you got caught. You will get caught. And I listen. I speak from experience because listen, the Bible even tells me your sins will find you out. We find it that, but if we go to First John one verses nine and ten, it says if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If we say that we are we ha, we have not sinned, we make God a liar. We make Him a liar, and His word is not 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 in us. I was watching Facebook. I've been several months ago, uh, and, and uh, they had a live feed that uh, of some people that broke out of schism there in uh, in Ohio, and they had about five hundred lawmen. Helicopter cars chasing these two convicts because they were they were pretty mean, uh, you know, but, but both of them were murderers, and they they meant to catch them and get them and, and they fled to Kentucky and they was following you know, by the helicopter and you know, we watched everything and they finally cornered them and caught them. And do you know what one of them said? We really thought we could get away with it and we wouldn't get caught. You're going to get caught. See, the very first act, a sinful act of man, was to try to hide from God. And we find in Genesis three, uh, chapter three, verse eight, it's the, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees in the garden. Look, in the in their innocent and perfectly created state, Adam and Eve had no reason to be ashamed of the nakedness of the body. But once they had sinned against the commandments of God, they, the once innocent container now had become a corrupt container of sinful faith. 
And that's what happens to us. Our, our righteousness is of God. When we receive Christ Jesus as, as our personal Savior, we receive the righteousness of God. And Satan cannot see us when he looks at us and we've been born again. The only thing that he sees us is the righteousness of God. And he, the only way he can test it is when we err against the commandments of God. He says, ha ha. That's not Jesus Christ. That's James Lady. And that's what happens to us. When we sin, we have separated ourselves from God. We, know, we, we are not, no longer walking in the righteousness. We have, we have separated. We have unplugged ourselves from heaven until we have confessed our sins. And He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And He will do that. Then we put that plug back into God. And we're connected again. Their bodies had been created with beautiful, perfect, and sinless soul. But the sin in the body became the broken cistern of corrupt waste, of putrid waste. They were ashamed of what they had done, his God's creation, and they hid themselves. No man hides from God. Say that with me. No man hides from God. Say, I can't hide. Not Adam and Eve, not you and me. Adam and Eve had to meet God and pay the consequences of sin. And they did, didn't they? They got thrown out of Eden. And guess what? So did you and I. We will pay the consequences of sin. Now, we can confess our sins, but let me say that you, you will still have to pay the consequences. If you do something wrong, and you ask God to forgive you, God forgives you. You're, going, you're still going to have to pay for the wrong. You understand? All right, and the word. We have a bunch of young people here this morning. If you do something wrong to your, against your mother and father, they catch you, 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 you ask, you say, I'm sorry. And usually if you say, I'm sorry, the consequences of what you did is a lot less. Same thing with you you and I with God. We can confess our sin, but guess what? We're still going to have to pay the consequences of sin. We can't get around it. People say, well, you know, I, I, I've heard people say, well, you know, I, you know, I, I, I did wrong, and, and, and then I, I received Christ as my Savior. He said, but I, you know, I'm still in trouble. Well, yeah. You're still going to have to pay the consequences of what you did. We can't get around that. For the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life. In Jeremiah 23, 24, you see, God is too big for you to lose yourself in the cloud. You can't do that in Jeremiah 23, 24. You see, even, even God asked this question. He says, can a man hide himself in, in hiding places so I do not see him? declares the Lord. Do I not fill the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord. Listen, you cannot hide from God, nor you cannot run from God. It says in Psalms 139, and that's my second point, we cannot run from God. In Psalms 139, 7 through 10, says these words. And I read these words last week. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? 
If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the, in the grave, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Now, David's point was that no matter where, where he might have wandered, God would always be there as his companion. And he will be, but God is always going to be there with his eyes, too. Watching each every, and every one of us. But many people have the idea that they can commit a sin or commit a transgress and they can get, uh, get, get away with it before God can do anything about it. Ask me, I'll tell you. And a lot of you have thought the same thing. Now, once, you know, other, you know, but, but, but many people under, need to understand that we, you can never get away from the presence of God. God is everywhere, He can see all. He is God. And, and other people think that they can just disobey the voice of God and they can disobey the will of God at random and it doesn't make any difference. They, they simply think that, that, that all they have to do is run when, when God demands uh, that they pay for the, their, their disobedience. But you cannot run. You're, you're going to get caught. Your sins will find you out. You're going to get caught. You can't run. What about Jonah? I think I mentioned Jonah last week. Jonah heard the call of God uh, and to do a certain job. And the worst mistake Jonah ever made was believing that he could he could go to a place where God could not find him. Well, sounds like he couldn't. And you're going to find out you can't. Listen, you cannot you cannot run from God. You cannot hide from God. And my third point is that you cannot steal from God. What? You cannot steal from God. Malachi 3. Who will a man rob God? You cannot steal from God. Yet you have robbed me, you have stolen from me. But you say, in what ways have, have, have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You, you, are, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation, bringing all the tithes to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Now, let me, let me, go, let me go back quickly. The Word of God says, My Word will not return void. Does it not say that? Is this, is this not the Word of God? Did I, did I not just read the Word of God? And it says here, He says, Bring all the tithes into the... Now, this is not a tithe message, y'all. But people say, you know, you can steal from God. You can't steal from God. Ask me, I'll tell you then. I have found out that if I did not pay my tithe, God is not only going to get his tithe, but he's going to get interest too. Hello? I, 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 when, when Alice was alive, we, 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 we were running low on cash. And, uh, and they, they said, I said, well, we need to just paying tithes this month. And so we didn't. So we better not do that. I said, well, it'll be all right for one month. Well, I had to buy a brand new set of tithes. But for some reason, we, were, we ran somewhere and there was grass all over the road and I lost all four tithes. But God not only got his tithes, but he got into a tithe, but he got interest too. So you can't, you can't steal from God. You might try to steal from God, and he says, and try me now in this. 
says the Lord of hosts, if I will not pour you the windows of heaven, open for you the windows of heaven, and pour you out such a blessing that there will not be room enough for you to do it. Is God's word true? Everybody look at me. Is God's word true? Does it lie? And that's true. It's God's word. And it will not return back to him void. It will accomplish. Hello? Amen. Okay, let's do this. Let's keep on going. You know, I, I don't I don't understand why, why many Christians think that they can rely on the grace of God to save them. And we do. And see them through the trials of life, and he does. And see them through the pains of death, and he has. But they never feel that they owe God anything in return. Listen to me. We owe God everything. He has saved us from, from a burning hell when we had seven, His Son, Jesus Christ. If nothing else, we need to praise God for that. Lord, You saved me from hell. God has done so much for I guarantee you, every one of you could stand, right, stand up this morning and give me a testimony of what God has done for you in your life. Every one of you. We go, we owe God everything of our life. Hello? I said, we owe God everything. I, I, I remember the story of Ananias and Sapphira. And it never, it never occurred to them that, that they, they were lying to God, not just to them. Let me tell you something. You, you, can't, you can't steal from God. You, you can't hide. You can't run from God. And, and, and the, the sad story about Ananias and Sapphira stealing from God, it, 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 this is not some obscure incident of the, of the Old Testament regarding some Mosaic law. This occurred in the first century church and believers in Jesus Christ. This, this, is when, this is when this happened. And the story of Ananias and Sapphira reminds us today that God sees the heart. And the Bible tells you He loves a, a cheerful giver. And a lot of us Make ugly faces when you have to put something in the offering. And God doesn't like a lemon second face. I said that while we're talking about uh, uh, we can talk all we said we don't we don't say lemon second, we say pickle second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in first Samuel sixteen. Verse 7, he says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Everybody look at me and say, The Lord looks at my heart. He knows. Everybody say, He knows. When I am a cheerful giver. <laughs> Listen, God hates sin. And He and He really hates sin and that He is He is concerned about the purity of His church. And I'm not talking about this building, I'm talking about life. He, he he's sincere about the the, the the purity of his church. And, and because this is God changes not the word says. He doesn't change. And He will always, He will always hate sin, and He will always protect you. He will always protect His church. Listen, you cannot steal from God, you cannot run from God, you cannot hide from God, and you definitely can't trick God. And I'm not, let me tell you something, God, you're, you're, 
listen to me in here and you'll listen to me over Facebook. You have tried to, in your past, to quit God. And you might know someone, yeah, you might talk to me and you got me on that. But every one of us has, and we've either small or growing up, we try to quit God. But in Psalm 51 6, it says these words. He says, Behold, you desire truth in the inner parts, and in the hidden parts, you will make me to know wisdom. Now, tell me, what sin did Jesus condemn more than any other sin when he walked this earth? Anybody tell me? How about hypocrisy? Whoa. He hated the, 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 the religious leaders of that day. He, they, they, they were flagrant, they were contentious. The kind of practices by the religious leaders of this day and practice, and believe it or not, there's a lot of it practiced by church boys of the day. Yes, everybody, everybody go like this. Yes, if you know, if you don't. Hey, y'all, y'all got it. Every one of you got it. That's good. <laughs> you, two, you two teachers is what I am. I love it. Pastor Norm preached right in this in his pulpit here about once a person leaves this building, do you still represent God's church when you go to the restaurant or when you go down here to ACB or when you go to you know to different places? Are you are you out there like you are here? If you're not, then you're a hypocrite. I remember I, I last last week I told you I preached the three types of people. Anybody remember the three types of people from last week? Believers, non-believers, and made believers. That's, that's in every in every place where I preach. I preach to those three types of people. I preach to those that believe. I preach to there are, there are people in the in the, in the congregation that don't believe, and there are people in the congregation that just go to church just to be going to church. They're 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 the made believers. And I have preached. Listen, I have preached in churches long enough to know that there are a certain number of people who profess to be a Christian, but they're not saved at all. Listen, I'm, I, and I'm a firm believer that if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then, then you 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 are not the same person that you used to be. You don't you don't talk the same way. You don't act the same way. You don't go to the same places. You don't read the same type of books. You don't watch the same type of shows. You don't do the you don't do the same thing that you used to do. When you're born again, my Bible tells me the new man arises, the old man is dead. Somebody say amen. That was good, amen. But they think but they think that they can pull put on a hypocritical mask and fool the pastor and, and fool the church members and just fool everybody else. But let me tell you, you might fool them, but you're not going to fool God. And one of these days, you're going to stand before God, and if you are not blood-bought, blood-washed, born-again, child of God, you're going to hell. I'm sorry. That's right. But they discount the all sin and eye of God who knows all. 
do we do we really want to know what a religious hypocrite really is? Anybody want to know? I wrote it down. A, re- a religious hypocrite is a person who is not himself on Sunday. My wife likes that story. In, in, in Acts, the eighth chapter, there was one. Why can't they talk about it? I knew you read about it, and, and, and he was he was found to be important. And he pretended to accept Jesus Christ as his Savior and followed after the apostles in, 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 only in his mind and his heart was that what he could make and, and it was a monetary gain of what he could, how much he could put in his pocket. Well, we, we, have, we have people like that that preach over the television that, that preach the prosperity message and you know, uh, name it and claim it and all you, know, all you have to do is send me a thousand dollars and God's going to send me ten thousand back. We, 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 we're watching what? Send me five thousand dollars, and we'll send you a new iPad. <laughs> go into the go into the ministry. Yeah, we don't have any. Well, I'll, I'll get you. Oh, you're not going to get it. Thank you. Yeah, just send me just send me five thousand dollars, and we'll send you a new iPad. Just go into the ministry. Because nobody's around. 
And, 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 and I'm, I, I put this in here because I preach at a place where I know that a family, and, and, I, and I talk to them about it, they will go to Sackville, Oklahoma, to right on, on the interstate when you're going to Oklahoma and toward Oklahoma City, there's a, some of the wind, what is it? Windstorm. I mean, it, 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 it starts for a while and goes for a while. And it's a casino. They came because they pay their tithes. God will overlook them going over there and gambling. Who are they lying to, y'all? Themselves, exactly. I, I, and I know people that, that will, will drive to Austin because they, nobody knows them in Austin. They will go to bars in Austin and still go to church. I'll talk to them about it. Who are they lying to? Definitely not God. God knows all and He sees all. I've even known people that, that, that I've met in church and then I'll listen to them. You know, they, they walked up behind I, mean, I walked up behind one guy that he was talking to somebody and I, every, every other word was, was a curse word. And he was a deacon in the church. And when he saw me, People think they can lie to God. They can do. Listen, they sing. Can you still see me sitting here? And if I walk around, I, I can still walk around. I can't walk around. Okay. I can do it now. Good. Y'all know me. Listen, people think that because nobody sees them, it's okay. I listen. Don't look at me like that. You have even done it. You have even done it. Because I know I've done it. But we can't, we can't lie to God. God is everywhere. God knows all. God sees all. And because He does know all, He knows. You might think you're getting about it, but God already knows about it. He knows about what you're going to do next Wednesday. Hello? <laughs> I'm going to get into details after. So trying to trying to lie to God with your <laughs> when you come to church with your pious faith and your sanctimonious attitude on the Sunday that, that just doesn't do it. And, and then when the preacher starts listing your sins in the pulpit and, and you, you say it to your heart, you know, that's sin. I've done nothing wrong. Alex and I, Alex and I were we were going to Michigan to build revival. We were somewhere in Indiana. in the ladies' room, and I was men, 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 and I come out, and uh, I, for some reason, women take longer, so I come out, and uh, and I was walking down towards the, you know, to where you order the stuff, and when, and when I was walking by, this man says, aren't you Dennis Rader in Indiana? And I just stopped, and I turned around, and said, yes, sir. See, I, see, I, I see you when, when you're doing a concert over at Magnolia, in Magnolia, Texas. Over there at the opera, over time you go to the Revelation. Now, what? If, listen to me. What if I had been doing something not right? 
Everybody's going to be watching. Definitely God's going to be watching. His kids. This is the age. His blood. His kids. Like Cain, Genesis 4, 8, 10, it says, Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, and his brother killed him. And then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? <laughs> well, how should I know? Am I my brother's keeper? And God said, What have you done? And the voice of your brother's blood cries out to me in the ground. See, God knew Cain's secret sin, even though Cain lied about it. God knows what we do, even though we try to get by with it. And we try to lie to God about it. Hey, He knows. He can't, you can't lie to God. God knows your heart, too. And, and listen, you, you're either a believer, a non-believer, or a may-believer. And it would, better, listen, it would be better if, that, if you were a non-believer, because being a may-believer, God says in Revelation, says, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Because you're not hot or you're not cold. Listen, you can't lie to God. You can't trick God. You can't steal from God. You can't run from God. You cannot hide from God. You cannot betray God. Balaam, he told God that he would do one thing and then tried to get around God and do another because God, you know, the, the, the king offered a great ransom that, you know, for, for Balaam to pray a curse against God and God. Balaam said, I can't curse, you know, I can't curse God's people. He said, well, I'll give you this kind of money. So Balaam took the money anyway and betrayed God. But no man, listen, no man can play footsie with Satan and be a true child of God. I have a sermon that I preach, and the title of the sermon is this. Listen to me. You can't be a girlfriend of Satan and be a bride of Christ. Whoa. Even in the book of James, it says in 4.4, 4, it says, Know you not that, that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God? Look, when a soul comes to God, then he must be prepared to live for God and to obey God's command. For, for some reason, I don't understand. Many, many people that call themselves children of God that think that they can promise God one thing to do thus and thus, but they treat God as if He was some kind of senile old man. And that he could, they, could, they, they could talk their way out of it and or try to pull a fast one over God and get away with it. This is Deuteronomy 23, 21. Listen to what I'm saying. When you make a vow, when you make a promise to God, listen to what I'm saying, y'all, because every one of us has done this. Promise to God, your God, you shall not delay to pay it. For the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and, and it would be a sin to you. But if you abstain from vowing, or if you abstain from promising, it shall not be a sin to you. That which has gone from your lips, you shall keep and perform, and you, and you voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you have vowed and promised with your own mouth. When you make a promise to God, He holds you to that promise, whether you remember it or not. Hello? Yeah. Amen or oh me. Thank you, God. Every one of you look at me like this. How 
how many, I, this, this fact, the nod of the head, I promise God something, and I know that I broke that promise. Or, or else I think I'd be over here now. <laughs> so, just want to make sure this is easy. Is God's word true? Accurate. Is God's word true? Does it last? That's true. Like Balaam, when he took his sign, it's so satisfying to, to be a church member and just standing there. He sure does pay big, big worldly dividends when he lives for the world outside in front of them. Forget about God. You can't betray God. You can't lie to him. You can't trick him. You can't steal from him. You can't run from him. You can't hide. And last thing, you can't betray him. You can't deny God. Even, even uh, the sake of consequences can be so that you're going to lose it. In Numbers 32, verse 23, it says these words. It says, If you do not do so, then take note. You have sinned against God against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Because all these things that say you, you're going to, you, you're going to face God one of these days, and you cannot avoid facing God. You can't, you can't avoid facing God. Philippians 2, 11, 9 to 11 says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above all, every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and every tongue Every knee shall bow of those in heaven and those in earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and to the glory of God the Father. Listen to me. You might be lost here this morning. And you may think that death is a long way off. Oh, I don't have to worry. Even if what, what I say is the truth, I have, you know, I have plenty of time. I just may come up, you know, sometimes later when, when I have Bypass God all, all, all together. Well, Ahab and Jezebel thought that also, and 50 years later, God got them. Hebrews 9, verses 27 28, it says, And as it is appointed for man to die once, but after this the judgment. So Christ will, was offered once to bear the sins of many. Listen, no matter hard, how hard you try, you just can't remove yourself from the presence of God. Psalms 139, 7 to 10, once again. Where can I go from, from your spirit? And where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the grave, behold, you are there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Listen, you can't hide from God. You can't run from God. You can't steal from God. You can't trick God. You can't lie to God. You cannot betray God. You cannot even deny that He is God, and you cannot avoid facing God. Once again, Psalm 39, verse 7 says these words, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Nowhere can I go from your presence. Amen? Shall we stand?
who have given your your life completely to Christ. If you haven't, and you need to come to church, and you haven't, and you haven't received it. Listen, all those things that I mentioned, you can't do anything away from the presence of God. God is everywhere, and God sees all, and He knows all. And He even knows your heart. He even knows if you are truly Every head is bowed and every eye is ready to be closed. I want you, I want to ask you this question. Brother Raiders, I have drifted from God. I'm not the person that I, I, I claim to be. And I need to be closer. I have a closer walk with Christ. Can I see your hands? Anywhere. Yeah, I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. God sees it too. Over to 